0: Hey, hey, family! Welcome to the Spoiled Milk Podcast. I am one half of the dynamic duo. I am DJ, and then welcome to my co-host, Big Mike. How you doing?
1: Hey, hey, DJ, doing great. Everything is great today. How's your hump day treating you today?
0: Uh, yeah, Hey, you know what? I'm getting over it. I'm getting over it. I'm <laughs> doing well, so I I can't complain. It is uh, we are T-minus uh le- what a day until Spider Man. So uh, oh yeah, hey, definitely. Uh, the time that people get this recording, uh, it'll be—it should be Thursday or Wednesday night, so you'll be able to go see it. So uh, we're not going to spoil anything for you guys today, uh, but we got a great show lined up—a great show lined up. Oh yeah, outstanding show. Oh yeah, fasten your seatbelts, get ready for it. So, so, Mike, uh, what's what's new with you? You got any news for us and notes before we get into Spider Man?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. I have something pretty, pretty awesome uh, from the from the gaming world. I was kind of uh, browsing my PlayStation Store the other day, and I saw I saw a sale. Well, actually, it's not even on sale. It's free. It's a free download for a Matrix themed demo, and it's showing off the technology that that's actually now available for the Unreal Engine 5. And I remember a few years ago they were, they were in so many games from Unreal Engine 3. I don't recall Unreal 4, so I guess they, I'm not sure if they skipped 4 or 4 kind of went under the radar. But you're basically playing a quick demo of the Matrix. And I guess they brought it out to coincide with the new Matrix sequel coming out. And it starts off, with um, uh, Neo, also known as Thomas Anderson, also known as Keanu Reeves, and he basically is kind of talking. And not to not, not to spoil the thing, but they show a couple scenes from the original Matrix movie. And somewhere along the line, it hit me that this isn't Keanu. This is a really, really great graphics engine. I mean, it looks so much, really, or yeah, it looks so much more realistic. Than almost any game you've you've, you've you've ever played. I mean, it, it makes it makes a, a real world city game like Grand Theft Auto V just look terrible in, in comparison. So so they kind of fast forward from there, and they, they bring in Trinity. So Neo and Trinity are in the car, and then all of a sudden, this unknown character she pops into the back seat of the car. And then uh, Neo opens the passenger side door and flies away, and the girl from the back gets in front, and and it gives you a lot of, uh, well, not very much gameplay, maybe by maybe five to ten minutes, and you basically cruising down the freeway on the passenger side as as this new character whose name wasn't revealed, and you're okay. taking on agents, and they're showing you all of the, all of the different things they can do now as far as the lighting, as far as the explosions. And Mm -hmm. then you leave there and it shows you different things of how the graphics engine works. They show you new features. You press a button to turn this feature off or press another button to turn it back on. And then it gets into the city and the cars on there are awesome. The um, physics damage, like the instance, if you take a car in GTA, let's say, and even Mm -hmm. in GTA 5 and the top one. If you have a front collision, you know, you just have damage to the front of the car. Mm-hmm. But in this one, if, if you're driving and you sideswipe a car, if the left front of your car hits the right rear of their car, you'll have dents on the left side of your hood, but not the right. Your left, mm-hmm. top, your left headlight may be blown, but not the right. I mean, it, it actually goes into really big detail to show realistic damage realistic speed of the cars you know all of the effects look basically like real life things i mean this this engine is going to be incredible
0: wow okay all right great Uh, so do i don't know if you know this or not but do they have any plans of making you know a larger game not just a demo
1: i'm assuming this is to set up a larger game okay and it's probably going to coincide with the movie but i haven't seen any official announcements but yeah, you know I really think this was too much to do just to show off in a free demo
0: okay this
1: is this is more of the appetizer to the to the you know the the big meal coming. I'm pretty sure we'll see some sort of announcement of, of, about a full scale matrix game maybe in the next few weeks maybe first of the year. okay all
0: right awesome I so uh, I know you sent it to me uh, last night. Yeah. Uh, so I, I downloaded I wasn't at home, so I downloaded it uh, while I was out uh, to my console. So I'm going to check it out at some point today.
1: Yeah, uh, check it out.
0: Yeah. You, you know, just because I, I want to, you know, see what's going on. Uh, I'm uh, cautiously optimistic about <laughs> this new Matrix movie. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I know in the original trilogy, by the time it got to the third movie, it became real preachy uh, about, yeah. you know, well, about different philosophies and things they believed in, and all this other stuff. Uh, and I, I, you know, I'm not sure. I'm I'm just kind of going into this one cautiously, optimistic. Like, all right, it looks good. The trailers look good, but let's see uh, exactly what they're talking about. Uh, and we'll. But but this demo itself, I'm definitely going to give that a try. Uh, probably tonight or tomorrow. More than likely tomorrow. Uh, yeah. just seeing what's going on there but speaking of video game news okay uh have have you seen the trailer for the new star wars uh game uh by Quantic dreams uh star eclipse. wars eclipse
1: yeah it that also looks incredible i just saw it the trailer i saw was kind of fast paced they were showing a whole lot of things in a pretty a pretty quick run through but it it looks it looks real good it looks really good.
0: Yeah, it does. And it takes place around, uh, the, the high Republic era. Okay. So the era where, you know, the Jedi at the hi- are at the height of their power still, uh, we see one still in the game where, um, where, uh, Yoda is in the Jedi council room. Okay. So that was kind of cool to see that we haven't, you know, uh, really seen that too much like i mean we're all familiar with it from the clone wars and and then you know various shots and steals from the movies uh but i think it's going to be pretty cool to get that as well and what it looks like is is that we're getting a uh a a brand new uh villain uh does not look like they're 100 uh sith base so we see a lightsaber fight or lightsaber duel uh, in the video game however If you notice uh, the lightsabers I believe they were green and blue So I'm right. thinking that that's more of A training montage Or you know just a scene Where the master is Teaching the pupil or Two jedis are sparring uh, One another using lightsabers So I, I think That's how that goes uh, but we really Don't see a red lightsaber anywhere uh, In the in the uh, trailer What we do see though uh, which is revealed at the end uh, is uh, some figure rising up out of some black goo, yeah. uh, and I'm hoping it's going to be a new type of villain uh, for this game, just because uh, you know we've pretty much seen uh, the Sith, uh, you know, used to their to to their full extent. Like as you get into the legacy books you have different villains uh you have one villain that be, uh comes from beyond the uh outer rim territories and uh there they were fabled uh they were fabled uh uh villains and army an army and villains that were uh more organic base so okay. their ships were like living uh their technology was like living they used the force in order to grow their ships and grow their weapons and things like this. Uh, And they interact with the force a lot different than the Sith and the Jedi. And if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken. So all of you to have like a a deep, deep knowledge of Star Wars, I'm sorry ahead of time. But if I'm (laughs) not mistaken, the Jedi and the Sith have to band together to defeat this new enemy. Uh, It's sort of where I thought they were gonna go with uh uh with uh the new trilogy
1: the, right. new,
0: the new trilogy so when we first got the force awakens and you and i have talked about this a lot when we first got the, the first force awakens i thought the snoke was gonna be more of a precursor to like these entities coming into the star wars universe and creating a different type of villain right yeah, yeah. but but they let us down. So, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, totally. Most definitely. Hopefully, hopefully this this will be the start of something good and then hey, and if it works in the game, maybe they can play off some of that for the next movie or for the next streaming series or whatever. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm game for a very good Star Wars game. I think it's time
0: yeah, it is, and and the group that's behind this is Quantic Dreams, the the studio rather, not the group, but the studio behind it is Quantic Dream, and they do some really good story based uh uh video games. So I think one of their last games was Detroit Come uh, Become Human. OK, uh, it was about uh, androids and be- basically AI and them becoming self-aware and all this other stuff. And uh, they did a-, a bang up job with that. And there are a couple of video games that uh, I have on my consoles, right, consoles right now. Uh, but they do a great ja- job. And-, and-, and like you said, hopefully this is the start of something great. Because uh, yeah. I know this week uh, the director or at least the former director of fan relations for Star Wars and Lucasfilm. Uh, I think his name is his last name is Miller. I think it's Craig Miller, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, I think it's Craig Miller. Well, I don't know. Maybe I got it right. Maybe I don't. But anyway, uh, so he came out this week and uh, it's been reports. And and this is something It's not all the way new, but it's just good to see this every now and then. But he came out and said that Boba Fett was supposed to be the original villain of the uh, Return of the Jedi. So, of course, okay. it wouldn't have been called Return of the Jedi. Exactly. But the, the third film was going to center around him a great deal uh, with, you know, the, uh, you know, Luke and Leia and Chewie hunting him down to get Han back. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what we got was good. Return yeah, was of the Jedi true. is good. But, not. But you know, you hear that and you look back and you say, okay, it makes sense. Because there's a lot of buildup for Boba Fett in Empire Strike Back. Empire Strikes yeah. Back, right? Yeah. It's it's an emphasis on his character. Uh, not, not as much an emphasis, of course, as your main characters, as Darth Vader or uh, Luke or Han or Leia or anybody, but he gets some really cool roles and he gets a lot of face time and screen time and a lot of direction comes his way, wh- which is good. And, and you kind of see that, okay, they were building him up to be more than, you know, somebody Han Solo hits his jetpack and he fl- flies <laughs> yeah. into a, a Sarlacc pit. He yeah. was never meant to be uh, that character. And I actually think that that sequence does him a disservice because it makes him look like a klutz. So, <laughs>
1: pretty much, he's kind of clumsy. He clumsily fell into the big pit monster. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, he's supposed to be the greatest bounty hunter. I mean, it's almost the same way with Ma- the Mandalorian, right? When you're watching the Mandalorian, and, I, and I'm not sure if they do this on purpose, but as you're watching the Mandalorian, he is very clumsy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he tripping all over the place, and yeah. you know, like yeah, he's good at his job, but he also has two left feet or two left boots or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right. Uh, but but really. Uh, really, really good bit of news right there that Boba Fett, and I'm hoping, you know, some of the things maybe they had planned for him, uh, yeah, you know, prior to them throwing that away and putting in, you know, just kind of killing him off air quotes, killing him off and returning as Jedi. Um, you know, hopefully that stuff comes out in the book of, uh, Boba Fett, which is coming out the end of this month. Uh, yeah, so
1: I'm looking forward and, to that. That should be a great series.
0: Oh man, you're not the only one. But not to change yeah. gears prematurely here, because you you know I can go on and on, and you can go on and on about Star Wars. Oh yeah, uh, just because we love it so much. But let's get to the task at hand. Uh, oh yeah, balancing out the best of Spider-Man. So
1: Spider-Man, exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, so let me let me throw this question to you, right? Let's just okay. get it right out the park, right? Right up. Let's, out let's the park. get it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be. Uh, uh, balancing uh, Toby Maguire, Spider-Man series, the Sam, Ra- Sam Raimi trilogy uh, with the, the, the uh, two amazing Spider-Man movies. Uh, okay. And then uh, comparing all, all of those sets of movies to the Tom Holland movies that we have right now. Uh, awesome. So, so right away, let me ask you this. Who's your favorite Spider-Man?
1: Okay. All right. My favorite Spider-Man... Everything included, we're comparing Team Toby versus Team Andrew versus Team Tom. I would say my favorite Spider-Man would be the underdog of of this competition. It will probably be Team Andrew. And I say that because they really stuck closer to the comics. I remember going to see the Toby Spider-Man movie, and I think I probably annoyed everybody I was with fussing the whole time about how his webs just internally came out of his arms. And I I read so many Spider-Man comics as as a kid and a pretty big plot point was either running out of web fluid.
0: Yep. That's it.
1: Or fighting a, a villain that squeezed his wrist and broke a web shooter in the middle of battle.
0: Yeah.
1: So so I'm drawing a big X through Toby for that. And with the Tom Holland ones, they haven't really shown Tom to be very creative. He's gotten—it looks like he's gotten most of his gear and tutoring from Mr. Stark. But to actually see Andrew through a, a decent amount of trial in there, I, I like their whole training montage, you know, in, in the first Amazing Spider-Man to show him sort of making his—not just making his web shooters, but making his suit. Sort of figuring figuring out his new powers. And, I mean, you know, the the whole sarcasm, the whole, you know, snarky, um, I guess, dialogue from Spider-Man inside the suit. Yeah, I'm giving one point as far as the best Spider-Man to Team Andrew.
0: I got to agree with you 100%, dear. Uh, Just because as Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, uh, does a a uh, a pretty phenomenal job, and that and that's not you know honorable mention. Like all of them are pretty good at Spider Man, you know, right? Honorable mention for for Tobey Maguire, without question, uh, because I, I love his his uh, Spider Man as well. But I think you're right, like the web shooters, him creating his own web shooters uh, was pretty good. Now, as far as the costume goes, I'm I'm a classic Spider Man uh, guy, so I've I've always liked. The uh, Tobey Maguire costume but as far as uh, the actual Spider-Man himself being self-sufficient you know being quippy uh, and and actually pretty funny uh, for the most part while he's fighting I gotta give it to Andrew Garfield I'm absolutely right I don't think he gets enough credit for his Spider-Man he does a great job there and I think also you made a a great point about uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man with Iron Man That's one of the things that, you know, we really don't get. We don't get independent Spider-Man in the MCU, uh, Spider-Man movies, or even Civil War. A lot of it is hinged upon, you know, uh, Tony Stark or even how it looks in No Way Home, uh, Doctor Strange. A lot of that hinges on him. A lot of that hinges on another character. Like, we don't get to see uh toby mcguire i mean uh we don't get to see tom holland like toby Maguire or andrew garfield create his own suit you know we don't get to see him uh he does create his own web of shooters because we know that he has it but we don't get to see him you know as independent spider-man this is what i want to do this is who i want to be uh kind of the closest we get to that at least for a moment. Uh, with Tom Holland is at the end of uh, Homecoming, where Tony Stark is going to introduce him as as an Avenger, uh, and Tom Holland says, "No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good." Uh, that that was pretty much a great Spider-Man moment right there, you know, because that's what Spider-Man would do. Uh, exactly. However, as far as all around, I got I'm with you. I got to give it to Andrew Garfield because he gets a lot of hate, but I think he did a a pretty great job uh and i think his character uh or at least him playing the role was, of spider-man was pampered less because of him and more because of the script uh, exactly you know the first amazing spider-man wasn't that bad uh but the second one uh, <laughs> uh I, man that second one but yeah. but we're not going to talk about plot just as far as spider-man that was it so you know what? Now I've brung it up. Let me ask you this: Okay, which one do you, which series did, had the best plots or the better plots?
1: Okay, the better plots, I'm probably going to give that to Toby, because I mean, uh, classic Spider-Man villains. We had the uh, the um, Green Goblin, mm-hmm. and then we had uh, Doc Ock. Doctor Octopus is my favorite villain of a Spider-Man movie, and it looks like they're going to bring back the same guy that played Doc Ock to be the new Doc Ock in the um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a good idea. The Spider-Man three versus the Sandman and, and versus um, Hobgoblin that was yeah. kind of that was kind of iffy. But- yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to give my vote as far as the plots to Team Toby. Uh,
0: So I would agree uh, with you there as well, right? Uh, uh, With an honorable mention to the MCU Spider-Man movies so far. But I I think other than, oh, my God, other than that third Spider-Man movie, uh, which was horrible, horrible. That movie was horrible. (laughs) But other than that, I, I I also have to give it to uh the the Sam Raimi movies. Uh, right. just because the, the villains were executed so well. And you have to think, right? Even though villain I mean not villain, but even though Blade kicked off really he, he kicked off the MCU, it was Spider Man, the Sam Raimi Sam Raimi movies that, that put it in the stratosphere and that really uh brought it home. Oh most uh, and he took a way of taking very campy and comic villains and bringing them, you know, bringing them them at least a little bit uh, more into a palpable state, right? Where we can actually ingest these characters and say, okay, this isn't super cheesy. This isn't... You, you remember how Batman was, right? By the oh, time yeah. We got to the Joel Schumacher movies, the, the Riddler movie with Tom Lee Jones and then... Batman Forever. Uh, I'm sorry, Batman Forever, and then Bat, uh, Batman and Robin. That, that's how it went. It was the third yeah. one with Val Kilmer, and then the fourth one with uh, the the Clooney and uh, Chris uh, Chris O'Donnell. So, yeah. by the time you got that, man, that jump was, it was, man, that was so lame. Killed the comic book industry, movie industry for a decade. Yeah, well, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, until Blade and Spider-Man. And again, you know, he took it and he made it a lot, a a lot more believable. And I think the casting in those movies was great, right, for the villains. Uh, whether true. you had uh, um, um, Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin, or um, uh, Alfred Molina as Doctor Octopus, and I, I, you know, the name escapes me for the Sandman. Yeah. But if you if you take out uh the, the venom parts of that movie. And the venom parts and even the uh Harry Osborne turning into Hobgoblin or whatever he's supposed to be, the Green Goblin dude or <laughs> the second Green Goblin. I don't know. But even if you take out those parts and you just look at the the uh timeline or the storyline and the uh character development of the Sandman, that that was great, right? Double that was great. that part was great uh so and and we all know the story already sony wanted to shoehorn uh, uh, venom in and sam raimi just wanted to focus on norman i mean harry osborne and sandman i really think if they had not put venom in there and just let him do what he was doing with harry osborne and sandman we would have got a way better movie and it would not have killed uh killed the uh series because there was a planned fourth movie for a long time before andrew garfield but i gotta agree with you the sam Raimi movies for plot and uh for character were, were greater uh than anything else the thing i don't like about the tom holland movies which i think those villains were great too whether you had uh michael keaton or um uh jake gyllenhaal As a a vulture and Mysterio, respectively. Uh, Again, I think there's something that this that doesn't quite fit. Just because Spider-Man has to fit into the larger MCU, and because of that, it's it's almost handcuffed. Like you got to follow all these other rules and connect with these other storylines. It's not its own. It's not really its own thing in a lot of ways, so that right. that's what kind of makes it suck. But regardless and, of that,
1: and I think for for plot, it wouldn't be fair to the to the Toby and the Andrew movies if you gave Tom Holland credit for Spider Man Civil War, or if, if you gave those those plots credence, you know, into the Spider Man movies. If if you're looking at strictly the Tom Holland. The two Spider Man movies, and I have an awful time with the taglines because they, because it's got a certain saved by the bell kind of feel to it sometimes. And I pretty much call them Spider Man Goes to the prom and then <laughs> Spider Man Goes on his senior trip. Yeah, pl- plot wise, I thought the vulture was an outstanding villain, but it still gets kind of cheesy that that Spider-Man wanted to take his stepdaughter to the prom and that was one of the reasons he didn't like Spider-Man. So it's like really I mean that's so Zach Morris and Slater kind of thing, but but yeah plot wise I'm definitely gonna give it to 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 Team Toby. And speaking of Peter Parker, which portrayal of Peter Parker do you like best?
0: Uh that now this is this is the one I struggle with. Right, cause I, I'm gonna tell you right off. It's not Andrew Garfield. It's not Andrew Garfield because Andrew Garfield is not "quote unquote" the typical Peter Parker character that we've grown to know and love. Like right. you know, going even before Spider Man, Peter Parker isn't. He's not self confident. Right, he doesn't stand up to people. He kind of turns and he, he he turns and he he doesn't. He doesn't really engage at all. That's just not him. Like he would rather hide in his in his books. And that that's honestly, if you go back and you read the original uh, comic book by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, that's pretty much what what Peter Parker does. He hides in his books. Right. He hides himself that way, no one will notice him. So he doesn't get noticed. So he doesn't get picked on. Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker does the exact opposite. Uh, and, and you know he goes standing up for people, and not now he's not strong, so he still gets beat up, right? Uh, <laughs> but, but you know it, it, it just doesn't work out. He, he's pretty much a jerk. Like let's just be honest. Like they wrote yeah. that character as a jerk, jerk. So that that portrayal by Andrew Garfield of Peter Parker, not one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. so. Uh, so you know, take it as it may. Uh, that's an idea, and I, I kind of I'm I'm leaning towards Toby more so than Tom Holland, just because I, I don't know. I guess the the environment is a little different. Okay, uh, you know, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is like a mix in between Toby McGuire with the environment almost of like a Flash Thompson. I mean, not Flash Thompson, but of, uh, of uh, Andrew Garfield's uh, <laughs> okay. Peter Parker. Just because, you know, he gets along with everybody. Yeah, he's still part of the science team, but he really doesn't get picked on as yeah. much. So you don't really see that. You you don't see the self-consciousness. He does have, like, the, the, the mannerisms of what you would think Peter Parker would have. I'm not saying he's a bad Peter Parker at all, but this one kind of has to go to Tobey Maguire. Okay. Uh, totally unsure of himself. Totally uh the the, the weirdo of the group, the the out, you know, looking at Mary Jane through the window. Exactly. The strange guy, all that. And then teenage angst, how, all that stuff. Yeah, and then what we get here is what what we get with Toby McGuire is not what we get uh with Tom Holland. Because we don't get that interaction with Uncle Ben at all. Right. We don't get to see, and, and and that's not really a fault of them. They they put this movie in the MCU, so they had to kind of jump across a couple plot points to kind of get where they need to go. And I'm not mad about that at all. Right. Uh but there is something when you see, you know, Peter Parker reacting to Uncle Ben dying, how he right. reacts to getting his Spider-Man powers. Now you get that with Andrew Garfield, and uh, I actually like Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben. I think he did a great job and they kind of expanded his role some uh, to have him interact with Andrew Garfield a little bit more. But Tobey Maguire, you you get to see uh, him uh, interacting with Uncle Ben, uh, him reacting to his death, uh, reacting to his powers, who he's gonna be, making that decision we've never gotten that either from the tom holland uh movies not yet no way home may change a lot of the things i'm just saying uh and and if rumors are true it probably will uh but you don't get him the great power come with great power comes great responsibility exactly Um, you get a couple of derivatives of that but you don't get it so i gotta go with uh toby mcguire what what about you
1: um i'm sort of torn um I can see some merits in all three. Uh, if I start with, if I start from the top, Toby to me, I really liked his portrayal of Spider Man, and with with him being first and not having anybody else to compare, I really thought he did a great job. My only snag with him is when I first saw it. As I'm sitting in the theater, five minutes into the movie, I said to myself, "This dude looks like he's about twenty eight years old. He doesn't look like he's in high school." <laughs> So that was the thing that kind of bothered me about Toby the, the whole time. As far as Andrew Garfield, he, yeah, he's not the most likable Spider-Man yeah. or excuse me, the most likable Peter Parker. I think a lot of that, like you say, is due to the writing. Yeah, His, his portrayal was much darker because he's, he sort of misses his parents. He has no idea mm-hmm. what happened to his parents. I really thought it was pretty interesting to give some backstory that might have been the first time I'd ever heard of Richard and Mary Parker. I didn't even realize how Peter was related to Aunt May because Uncle Ben is actually his, his father's brother and Aunt May was his aunt by marriage actually. Mm-hmm. So yep. I thought that was interesting how they showed that connection. As far as Tom Holland, I'm hoping that we will see more. We, we will see more to tie him to Peter Parker from this new movie. Yeah, to me, he's 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 the most likable. I kind of feel myself rooting for for this kid. He looks like he's about sixteen. He's probably twenty five in real life. Who knows? That's that's how they do. But he looks like he actually is closer to the real age. He's probably twenty one or two, maybe. Yes. He's he's more more likable. You sort of feel yourself pulling for him. You can see him as Peter Parker, but as far as the things from the comics that make him Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Toby and Andrew both had interest in photography, you know, that's setting up them working at the Daily Bugle as a photographer later on. True. Good point. They both had, you know, science interest. They they both seemed like, hey, we really are, you know, teenage geniuses. We're going to be able to do all of this stuff that we expect Peter Parker to be able to do. Um, Andrew actually makes his own web shooters. They show Andrew and Toby going through a good bit of trial and error to making costumes. Whereas Pete sort of gets his costume. I mean, uh, Tom gets his from Mr. Stark. So as far as the elements of what makes Peter Parker, Peter Parker, Tom Holland is probably third. So, And Andrew Garfield isn't as likable. So through all of this, (laughs) I'm probably going to say I've given my vote to Team Toby also. As far as the best Peter Parker,
0: oh man, you just just wrote off Andrew. No, nobody likes that guy. So
1: yeah, and I really think as as you said earlier, it's probably more the writing than than him because because yeah. he he looks older than Tom Holland when both of them were playing Peter Parker. Yeah, and yeah. but he doesn't look as old as Toby. He didn't look like he was a twenty eight year old pretending to be seventeen. He all
0: of like, them look that all of them look like that. I mean, all all of them look like that. You know, you look at Flash, uh yeah. you look at uh Mary Jane, you look at all the characters look a lot older than, you know, I mean, uh even uh Harry. Uh, you know, you look at yeah. all the characters, it's just like, okay, like yeah. who was who was doing this? And, and uh, I do love that the newer movies go with a cast is more or at least they look closer to what to what they uh, oh yeah in, in age to what they should be and most definitely who they should be so
1: speaking of okay speaking of speaking of, of on that point as far as the total cast as far as casting in general casting of mm-hmm. more than peter parker slash spider-man which of those which of those would you say was the best job
0: uh, so are you talking about the entire cast or are you talking about portions of the cast?
1: Okay, well so, either either take you on a go as far as far as the or or i well, you know, not not like all of the characters, but as far as the major players, which which one do you think did the better job of casting?
0: Okay. So I will so oh, man. All right, so I'll go with the, the love interest first. Okay. Right. So I'll go with love interest, and the reason I say love interest because we know that the Amazing Spider-Man movies don't have, uh, well, they don't have an MJ. Um, Right. So I'm I'm going to go with MJ. (laughs) Yeah, they did have an MJ, but she wasn't his main love interest. So I'm I'm going to go with Emma Stone as uh, Gwen Stacy. Okay. Uh, Just because I know they were playing off of that. Like the, the ultimate Spider Man vibe, almost because, like, in that people know. I, I think MJ knows that he's Spider Man, if I'm not mistaken. MJ knows almost like within the first six issues that, that Peter Parker's Spider Man, right? And they kind of play that same role here, uh, but with Gwen Stacy, uh, and I, I. I like Emma Stone's acting, and I like her as Gwen Stacy in this movie. I never cared for uh, Kirsten Dunst, me either. in the (laughs) in the Sam Raymond movie, even when you know back in the day when it first came out. I was like, "Uh, no, you you guys could have got anybody else. Like she doesn't fit, you know. I know she had a recent article where she said, you know, I should have got paid as much money as Spider Man. Like, no, you shouldn't have. No. Not no, at you all. shouldn't have. No, you you are a side character. You are yeah. not the main character. Nobody comes to see Mary Jane Watson. Nobody's coming to see that. Exactly. Movie. Nobody. Everybody's going to see Spider Man. That's how it is. Yeah, that's how it goes. You know, there's no yeah. way the side. It's it's like saying that Steve Trevor should have got paid as much money <laughs> uh, as Gal Gadot. I mean, it, you know, uh, that's Chris Pine. Chris Pine should have got paid as much as Gal Gadot. Uh, in in Wonder Woman, no, nobody's come to see Chris Pine play Steve Trevor. We don't know. No one care. Actually, in that second movie, they could have done without his character altogether, and and that whole stupid plot point, and it could have been a better movie. So cursing yeah. dunts, you know, and she's missed. I know our podcast is called Spoiled Milk. But she ruined so much stuff about it. She would just tell. Like, hey, oh, yeah, this is happening because of this. And then I get kidnapped by a Green Goblin. Like, no, what are yeah. you doing? Like, don't do that. Be yeah. quiet. No one wants to cool. hear that. But uh, I, I got to go with Emma Stone uh, uh, as, uh, as uh, Gwen Stacy. The character was likable. All right? The character was likable. Uh, witty, funny, a great compliment to... Uh, To uh, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker, Uh, you you know one of the things that I actually liked uh, about the second Spider-Man movie. So, spoiler warning here: if you if you have not if you have not watched uh, any of the Amazing Spider-Man movies, like they're they're worth a watch. The second one isn't really good, but they're worth a watch. But spoiler warning here: so she 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 dies in that movie, uh, which. I, I thought that was a bummer, right? I was just like, man, that, that sucks. I know it happens in the comic books. Right. And then I know, uh, you know, uh, we get a, a, another spoiler warning for Gwen Stacy in the comic books. <laughs> so my bad. But that storyline has been out for 40 years. Yeah, but she has a stack of limitations
1: there, right? Yeah, I
0: mean, that's, that's well <laughs> beyond. If you don't know that by now, then all right, what are you doing listening to this podcast? You, you you might not be part of the demographic. I don't know, but go exactly. check it out. Read it. She dies in the comic books. And she dies pretty much the same way as she does in the second movie. But when she does, it was a bummer to me. And I felt bad. It's like, man, that sucks. Like, you know, I really wanted her to be in the rest of the movie. I was rooting for him. To catch her, I was rooting for her to survive uh, the entire time while it was happening because it's a long sequence of events.
1: Yeah. And
0: then I thought to myself, I was like, okay, if that happened to Kirsten Dunst, would I care? I'd be like, nope, doesn't. As a matter <laughs> of fact, they tried to replace her with uh, Ron Har- Howard's daughter as Gwen Stacy in the third movie, which I was fine with. I was cool with that. I was like, all right, yeah. get her out of here, get get us somebody new. Uh, yeah, but totally agree. Yeah, and then MJ from the newer movies, she's okay, she's cool. I, I, I just, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, she's all right, she's okay. Zendaya's fine, <laughs> she's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about her. It just, I just, you know, I just don't have a. She, she's a good character, but she's not the MJ that we know. Uh, just as far yeah. as you know, as far as everything that's been. Built up about the character, about her being a model, and always Peter Parker's love interest. They kind of got that 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 partially right, but it, it's just something. It's something. Those are good movies. It's just something missing. But I yeah. I, I, I digress. What who who what's your favorite cast member, uh, member?
1: Okay, I was I was going to touch on the um the whole aspect of the love interest too, and to not ag- agree with you again. I was hoping to have some controversy here. But yeah, I mean, I too was never a fan of Kirsten Dunst. I mean, it was almost like the casting the casting director said, "Hey, the next girl that walks in is going to be Mary Jane Watson," and boom, it was just just her look. She was just the next one to walk in. Come on in. And as far as the Tom Holland ones, he doesn't necessarily have a love the same love interest for, through the both one through both movies because he took another girl to The Prom, whose character I cannot remember, who looked like she was way too old to be in high school as well. And she's not even in the senior trip Spider-Man movie. So Zendaya starts off in the first one is kind of like this cool girl in class. And in the second one, they flirt a little bit. So I don't know if she even qualifies as the love interest. And I actually like Emma Stone as well. I think she played a great Gwen Stacy. And we never see Gwen Stacy even back on the Spider-Man animated shows. It was basically him and Mary Jane. Through the majority of the comics, it's Spider-Man slash Peter Parker and Mary Jane. They get married at one point, but Gwen Stacy was kind of a lesser-known love interest of him, of 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 um Peter Parker. So I really thought that was a cool idea. Hey, let's give Gwen a, a turn and yeah, and I thought Emma did a great job.
0: Yeah, I, I, I and we don't have a lot of controversy there. Uh, we do not. It's just how it is. But I think this this may be this may be it. This may be the the controversial moment. Let's okay. see if the podcast survives. Uh, maybe this disagreement. Okay. Favorite right. villain. Favorite villain. Uh, favorite all, villain. All of them.
1: Well, favorite villain, I've already cast my my vote earlier. I'm gonna to have to go with Doctor Octopus. Ah. <laughs> now with with this one, I'm gonna to have to put a put a quick caveat on there. I really think um Willem Willem Defoe's Green Goblin was awesome. Willem is an outstanding actor. He can do almost anything. I think the first thing I saw him in is Platoon that Vietnam era film where he's like some grizzled soldier who was like, you know, had gotten injured so much and he has had a terrible attitude, but was a pretty much a killing machine. I'm like, yeah, this dude can act. So I'm, I'm going to still have to give it to Doc Ock because, because of his motivations, (laughs) you know, because I really like a villain that's the hero in his own mind,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, because, because, yeah, I, I really thought his portrayal was, was really good. And, hey, you know, they the powers that be must have agreed because they didn't bring Willem Defoe back for Spider-Man Far From Home. They they brought back Doc Ock. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Dr. Octopus. I really like the Vulture as well. Um, and I really like the the Lizard. Uh, Jamie Foxx is an outstanding actor, but Electro was easily oh. the worst villain. By far. So, yeah, so that's going to be a, a, a yet a, another vote. Well, actually, that's 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 going to be a vote for Tom, too. It's going to be a vote for Team Tom and Team Toby because
0: they're bringing in the same Doc Ock. Okay, so
1: <laughs>
0: for the sake of disagreement, right? okay. because I, I originally I had Doc Ock as well. <laughs> but the more I think about it, I'm going with Willem Dafoe. Okay. And I'm going with to Defoe because, regardless of the ridiculous costume that they made for him, right? Because that costume was ridiculous. It was was ridiculous. It looked nothing like, other than the face, right? And it was a mask, not latex, Mm -hmm. not a a DNA transformation. Because you would think, out of anything, they would say, okay, let's transform him uh, physically because they already did the organic web shooters okay this makes more sense let's cut this corner here uh i would have thought that they would have done an organic transformation uh for green goblin as well which would have just made sense most of us probably would have bought it back then instead they went with a skydiver looking type of outfit which was just just crazy and wild but regardless of that horrible outfit Willem Dafoe did an excellent job bringing uh, Green Goblin to life, whether it was his facial features or how he said things, delivered his lines. uh, He just chewed up screen time like no other. And and, and I think immediately in the first movie, he was in his penthouse in that whole sequence where he's going back and forth with himself in the mirror. That was amazing. It was great acting. Uh, amazing acting that made the character uh, not not just believable, but you know he just he embraced it where he took us to a different place, and I think that's what characters should do. And now, now I agree with you, right? Uh, Alfred Molina as Doctor Octopus, j- just great. I think that fight scene uh, on top of the, uh, the the monorail in the oh, middle yeah. of New York, I- hands down. One of the top fighting scenes in uh, uh, comic book movie history. Just that, oh, yeah. that that entire scene where they go fighting uh, from the top of the building. And then they tumble off the top of the building uh, through the air. And then they fall on this, this uh, monorail. And Green Goblin is throwing people out of the train or, or the tram or whatever. Amazing. Amazing. But I got to give it to Willem Dafoe. Just because he started it off, had had they got that one wrong, and he not done so well, that could have ruined his career. But he nailed, he nailed Green Goblin beyond a shadow of a doubt. It would be hard for me to see anyone else uh, as the Green Goblin. It, it, it just, it just oh, me wouldn't too. be just, just, the same.
1: Me too, me too. And to, and to kind of piggyback, back off your point. I really would have loved if they hadn't overthought it and just just have him put on basically a cloth goblin mask like the green goblin does in the comics. I mean, that wasn't any kind of high-tech thing. Yeah. The the goblin costume was was nothing. It was everything from from everything that was going on internally yeah. that made Norman Osborn Green Goblin. So that little mask was really nothing, you know, spectacular. It didn't have to be any kind of technologically superior suit like nothing Batman style or Skydiver style like you were saying Mm -hmm. I would would really love that they had just gone that low tech route yeah okay so another question for you and this was going to be a little bit hard for me to frame but as far as the intangibles the, the, the the one that you like best that you might not have necessarily a concrete reason for the one that you just say hey this is just a really good movie. I can't necessarily say it's because of this, it's because of that, it's because of this over here, but hey, this was just good and I had fun watching it. The whole intangibles of it.
0: So, out of all, out, all uh, what we got? Seven right now, right? So, right. out of all seven movies, the one that I probably can watch... Well, let me give an honorable mention real quick. Before okay. I do that, if you don't know. Right. Oh, definitely. Because I want to shout out, uh, you know, the the MCU Spider-Man villains. Because I, I think Michael Keaton and uh, Jake uh, Gyllenhaal did a great job. Especially Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, really both of them. Because they took some, not obscure, because everybody knows Mysterio and Vulture. But they took, you know, some laughable characters and made them very uh sinister and believable especially the way they did mysterio uh using stark technology that was fantastic and great uh but to get to the question you just asked i i would say my favorite and i could tell you why i can tell you why it's my favorite it's got to be amazing spider-man 2 i can watch that movie not over and over again but I can watch it all, all, often enough. That is my litmus test uh, for a Spider-Man movie. Uh, you got Peter Parker doing his thing. Uh, you got some stuff, you know, about Peter Parker being Spider-Man that affects his his normal life. Uh, that, and I think that is like a a major thing with Spider-Man. Like you have to have him being Spider-Man can flip with a lot of other stuff in his life. And most of the movies hit that, right? Most of the movies hit that nail on the head because that is a key part of the character. But this one with Alfred Molina and him losing his wife and him going crazy, and in in turn, him trying to finish his project and him being taken over by the AI of the tentacles. And you know, Spider Man trying to balance his relationship with uh, Mary Jane and him giving up being Spider Man just to do that. Uh, I think it's a great movie. Now, the only part of that movie I did not like is where you know they pull a whole Superman thing, right? Where uh, was that Superman number four where he says, Okay, I don't want to be Superman, and then he basically splits himself into two beings. Exactly. And he's not Superman anymore just because he decides, I don't want to be Superman no more. Well, you kind of get that for a moment with, with Spider-Man in the second one where he's like, Mary Jane, I love you. I just want to be with you. And then, you know, he starts wearing the glasses again and being a nerd and all this because he doesn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. He wants to be regular Peter Parker. And he cuts his powers off. Other than that part, <laughs> which I was just like, all right, that makes no sense. That is a phenomenal movie. You get him fighting the villain, the villain gets a moment of redemption, and then Spider-Man swings off at the end of the movie with the girl. Perfect. Perfect. cut scene, that's a wrap. Perfect. Perfect. I I just, I'm like, okay, this this is pretty good. Uh, Most of the other movies are okay, but I don't think too many of them uh, hold up in that respect.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I I totally agree. I was hoping to get more controversial with that kind of vague question. I figured we might get different ways to answer it. Yeah, out of out of all seven, Spider Man Two is my favorite, and I have a another scene that pretty much sort of so, sort of solidifies it for me. When when he's um, you know fought his heart out, and they're on the train, and the train is about to crash, and he sets his webs up. And he finally stops the train and, and and he and I hate how they have him take his mask off at, at the most ridiculous of times. Yes. Just to show that, hey, this is this is this famous actor that's playing this part. So let's give him his props and not CGI. But when he basically passes out on the train from all this anguish and the people are like sort of uh, crowd surf him to the front and some little kid gives him his mask. I'm like, yeah, this is this is this is Spider Man. This is this is this is what we all came in here to see. But yeah. as far as the as far as the intangibles of it, yeah, most definitely Spider Man two is my favorite. But I definitely want to mention the Tom Holland movies. I really think he's a very likable Peter Parker. I mm-hmm. think he's the most age appropriate Peter Parker. And I like Ned. Ned is another character that I don't think is in the comics. Ned is pretty cool. He
0: he's in there. He's in there. He's oh. a, he's in the old school comics. So I think his character dies like in in the seventies at some point. Oh, okay. Ned leaves. Okay. Ned okay. leaves. That, okay. That's who he is. Because it's a lot of characters we just don't get to, right. uh, or they have greater roles in the comic than they do the movies. So like okay. I think Ned's love interest at one point is Betty. And I think that's supposed to be Betty Bryant. And yeah. Betty Bryant was, if I'm not mistaken, she was the secretary for yes. the JJ right. in the comic books for a long time. And Peter dated her for a while. And she basically was like, you a nerd. Leave me alone. Right. You, know, you never had time for me. <laughs> I'm moving on. And, and, and you know, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. OK. Well, oh, all right. Well, well, excuse me, Ned. I was thinking Ned was a brand new character because I... Yeah, because I definitely read when Peter and, and Betty were dating at the Daily Bugle and everything. Mm-hmm. But in all accounts, Tom Tom Holland, they have shown him to have no interest in photography. They've shown him to not really be all that tech savvy. Some of the casting is just totally ridiculous, like with Flash Thompson being a guy no bigger than than Peter, who's rich and who's who's pretty smart. I mean they've they've just made a whole lot of ridiculous decisions. I mean, by all accounts, the Tom Holland movies are the worst of the bunch. But for some reason Whoa. I still wanna go see them.
0: <laughs> you think they're the worst?
1: Well, <laughs> as far as as far as being true to Spider-Man <laughs> and as far as being actually Spider Man, you know, I think they do the worst job of portraying what we're used to as Spider Man. I mean, Aunt May. In the first one, is jazzy and smiling and flirting with, with Mr. Stark. And and I wouldn't be surprised if he took her out to dinner that night, I, you know, after they thought Peter was gone. Those <laughs> movies, to me, aren't very good on the surface. <laughs> but then there's something about it that really makes me want to go see Far From Home this weekend. So,
0: that's look, I, I can't. I, so that's our disagreement right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. It's a lot of stuff they don't it's a lot of stuff they don't uh quite get. that's just like in the comic. I agree with that. However, these movies are fun. Right. Uh not yeah, they make light of some stuff, and that's that's pretty much MCU in a whole that we just kinda you know, we just kinda take with a grain of salt and we move on. Example of that is when they talking about uh uh in the second trailer. The second full length trailer uh, where Dr. Octopus is talking to them uh, and they're like, yeah, what's your name? He's like, yeah, Otto Octavius," And they look around each other for a minute and they bust out laughing. I'm like, OK, what's what's you know, that's that's not that funny. Right? <laughs> you know, it's kind of for us, right. you know, but other than that, I, I really enjoy the movies. Now, I think they're missing just a little something. It's so, I can't put my finger on what is missing yeah. or what they're missing, but they're missing just a little something. But I I, I enjoy the costumes. Uh, I think yeah. the newer Spider-Man costume is pretty awesome, right? Like I I, I am a, a a fool for the the original costume, but if there's an alternative costume that I like more than you know the original, it's got to be uh, that that one is pretty awesome. It's pretty great. I, I don't have a problem with that one, at all. But I got to disagree with you. And I and I love Marissa Tomei as uh, Aunt May. She's a little jazzy. Yeah. Like,
1: okay, all right. Yeah, you know, definitely. But I'm saying that's not the Aunt May that I grew up with reading the comics. She had gray hair. She used to wear a sweater. She would go to bed early. She was yeah, real. She got she got yeah, get yeah, right, right. You know she she got the, she got the old lady bond and for all of the problems I have with the Tom Holland movies, like I'm saying, there must be something good really beneath the surface. And I wasn't criticizing them. I was saying with as many issues as I have with them, that's basically not Spider-Man. This is yeah this is kinda like 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 a Spider Man flavored movie, but it's not Spider Man. But it's still interesting and and it's enough fun to make me excited to see the new one so as far as intangibles i'm going to give a vote to the tom holland spider-man series because for some reason i really want to be invested in it i was hoping they were on disney plus because i was going to check that out last night you know in anticipation for the podcast and i was telling you earlier we had this discussion about why they aren't on disney Mm -hmm. plus yeah i really want to dig into the tom holland movies more i don't necessarily know why i mean he is very likable when, when um, you know, after the snap and he was just about to disappear, they they made it longer. They made that whole interaction with he and Tony Stark longer, you know, because yeah. uh, like Black Panther said, two words like that then he he disappeared and they showed some of them not even say anything, but they really played up the relationship with Pete and and with Tony Stark. At the at the end of um Endgame when um when you know Stark is dying, Peter was real sad. There's just something about Tom Holland as Peter Parker that gets you really invested. That really makes you want to see this kid more. So there's so I'm gonna give that series the I'd I'd like it, but I'm not sure why I vote. Because it's know, not true to the comics.
0: And, and, you know, you you just said something that made me... And maybe there's some geniuses out there who, who thought this a long time ago, right? That Tony Stark is this Spider-Man's Uncle Ben. He is. We we get to see... Maybe I never really realized that. I mean, I know they were close. I know he was hurt uh, throughout all of this, right? Like, he was hurt. But tony stark is this iteration of spider-man's uncle ben because he loses him and that's really the thing that should galvanize him to using his powers greater now i know it's a, a slightly different spin there and i know that you know the outcome is a little bit different but when you look at it bare bones like you just said i'm thinking like yeah this tony stark is definitely the uncle ben of this universe he he galvanizes peter to be better and what we see right because we were talking about the technology aspect in the second movie far from home uh when uh tom holland gets on uh tony stark's uh uh jet after happy comes and picks him up in holland or Sweden or wherever he's at i think he was in holland because they had the flowers and you know the the uh windmills and all that stuff i think he was the wooden at shoes and everything okay. yeah the claws Yeah, uh, but yeah when he <laughs> we see him interact with the uh the um uh the uh the navigation computer and uh what's it uh, friday he right. interacts with friday to build him a new costume if we take that point right there right if we take the point like erase everything else we know about spider-man and we take the point where Iron Man dies. That's almost if if you look at like beat for beat, like things that are happening, that is almost like Uncle Ben dying. So Peter Parker dies, you know, he uh he uh he, he really uh I mean I'm sorry, not Peter Parker, Uncle Ben dies, Tony Stark, Uncle Ben Tony Stark dies, Peter goes on his own, think thinking he's doing the right thing. He interacts with somebody who's really not the criminal or Clinton Beck, they turned out to be not so good. Now he has to hunt them down. He creates his own costume. He goes out. Now he's galvanized by losing this father figure to become a better Spider-Man. Uh, and that pretty much, that runs, in, I've never looked at it like that. So thank you for that. Because I, it wasn't until you said something that I looked at it. I was like, okay, this is really the Uncle Ben of this universe so i mean yeah we might get an uncle ben character in uh no way home uh but uh it wasn't until i saw that 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 you said so thank you thank you for that i appreciate
1: it definitely i was kind of thinking about that earlier and maybe as you say this is the jump off point for us to see more of the comic spider-man because because his life did change after uncle ben died now he got his power was right before Uncle Uncle ben died because in the mm-hmm. Sam Raimi one it was a pretty cool scene. He had won that contest against Randy Macho Man Savage in the Ring and he could've I stopped. The yeah, Bonesaw. And he could have stopped the villain but he didn't. But yeah, this could be the jump off point. Maybe now we will see his interest in photography and and I don't necessarily have a problem with them taking more of an original take on this as far as it's as far as, you know, them pretty much having a different version of Uncle Ben, having Tony Stark serving as the Uncle Ben type role. It's mm-hmm. just that it's so many changes. MJ is uh-huh. Michelle Jones, and I had to look her up online because <laughs> yeah. he just calls the MJ. And so yeah you know, they are kind of playing off the Mary Jane. So, you know, I guess it's quick to think, okay, MJ stands for Mary Jane. But she's Michelle Jones, and I'm talking about Zendaya, mm-hmm. who is pretty much an original character. So I think they're, they've they taken quite a few liberties, maybe too many liberties, but yeah. it looks like it's going somewhere. And as I said, there's just something about the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies that has me invested, even though, like I said, they – do the worst job of making it like the comics, but I do like the direction as far as the um, suit he had in Endgame. And I know I said we couldn't necessarily borrow stuff from Endgame, but that suit with the legs that that are coming out of the back—that's more of a more of a modernization of the Spider-Man suit brought on by Tony Stark. So I think they have a lot of good stuff. I'm hoping that they that they break the whole the whole trilogy rule and give us at least four Spider-Man movies this and with this guy being so young they do have have more stuff they can show eventually of this version of Spider-Man so the 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 potential is there to make him more like the comic book Spider-Man so yeah as far as the in far as the intangibles the why do I like this Spider-Man movie but I just have to go check it out yeah, I really think they've done a good job to kind of get you
0: invested in it. So, so they there has been a rumor. Well, I don't know if it's really rumor now as much as it is concrete uh that Tom Holland isn't in, uh in uh involved in some other MCU projects. Uh and that we're going to get another uh trilogy of Spider-Man movies beyond this one. So, that is something wow. that that recently came out. Uh I think I I read that on like Bleeding Cool or something like that, or, or uh, Comic Book Resources CBR. I think I read that somewhere that that, that just came out. So, uh, it, you know, when when you begin to, to look at it, and that, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that because they're building something. Uh, as far as the Iron Spider Man costume, I was cool with that. I, yeah. I was fine with that. It's just, I thought we were going to get that um, more in the Civil War movie. Uh, and, and Well, you know, if it had followed the comic, we would have gotten the Civil War movie because it that costume debuted around the time of the Civil War uh, comic story. Uh, so when we got that, uh, I, I you know, I was thinking it might be more akin to that. That was when Tony Stark and Iron Man's relationship grew a little bit closer because okay. in the comics, Spider-Man always looks up to Captain America. Like, that is his guy. That is, you know, he looks up to Captain America because Captain America stands for, you know, truth and justice and courage and uh, equality and all this. So Spider-Man has always looked up to Captain America as his shining example. Uh, That was one of the things that we kind of missed in the Civil War uh, movies, that, 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 that real interaction. Uh, And that's pretty much what happens in the comic books that Tony Stark gets to Iron Man. I mean, uh, Tony Stark gets to Peter Parker first uh, or Spider-Man. He says, hey, you know, you really should come to my side. We'll make you, you you know, we'll (laughs) free you up. You can reveal your identity and I'll give you some money and you could be on a stipend and you won't have to worry about money at all. And this was that time when Peter Parker was struggling pretty bad and he ended up moving in Avengers Tower and all this other craziness. Uh, so that that's what's happening there. Now, you you've you've heard that someone bought the old Avengers Tower within the series, right? Yeah. Who uh, do you think it is, or do you have any idea who you think it is?
1: I don't. I don't have any idea. I have a guess. I'm thinking it's that lady. You um, know, I'm terrible with 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 uh, character names, but it's the character who was um, basically telling. The, the bootleg Captain America, all of the things that that uh, he can do if he basically comes to comes to work with her. And that was at the end of the um of the Falcon Winter Soldier series since since it looks like she's putting together her own dark, dark Avengers. It would make perfect sense for the dark Avengers to have a dark Avengers
0: tower. So that's yeah. my guess. Uh, so look here. We're thinking around the same way. Yeah. So having read the Dark Avengers comic book, this is just my take. This is who I hope it is, because I know a lot of people are saying that, you know, uh that uh the, the Avengers Tower will end up being uh the Baxter building. Or, okay. you know, the the home court the headquarters of the Fantastic Four. I'm hoping against that. I'm more in line with you. Uh, I want Norman Osborn to be the one who buys the building. Uh, Because in Dark Avengers, he is the one who ends up becoming, uh, you know, uh, in Dark Avengers, he's the one who ends up becoming Iron Patriot. So the Iron Man's costume we see in Iron Man 3, that's painted all red, white, and blue with stars and stripes and all that. The first person to actually wear that costume was Norman Osborn. He was the first okay. one and he gets that costume and he buys Avengers Tower and uh, he takes that over. He becomes the new Avenger, Avengers, and then different villains take on the role of Avengers. Uh, I'm sorry, different villains take on the role of Avengers to become the new Avengers for the United States. And there okay. the book is called The Dark Avenger. It's great. Like Venom becomes what Spider-Man should be bullseye becomes uh hawkeye uh this lady called moonstone she becomes captain marvel is really really good so i'm hoping that they go that route and that would be awesome that would be great i think so too i think that would be great um one one
1: one last thing i hadn't heard about this new possible yet a another spider-man reboot mm-hmm I would rather them not do it. I mean, if I'm not sure if Tom Holland has gotten gotten too big for the role, or because I can't see them wanting to go a, a different direction. It, it wouldn't be a reboot. It's not a reboot.
0: It's it's a continuation.
1: Okay. Well, well, same same difference. Basically, I'm I don't know if I'm ready to see somebody else be Spider Man. I I guess is my point. I would rather. If he doesn't want to do it, maybe just write Spider Man out for the time. No, no,
0: no, no, no. I, no, I think you misunderstand what I'm saying. He's still going to be Spider Man. Oh, yeah, he would be Spider Man still, and they they would move the story forward. Oh, like, I he would still be Spider Man MCU. Oh,
1: yeah. okay, my fault. Yeah. I did misunderstand because I was thinking 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 that you were saying that they were basically going to get somebody else. Okay,
0: no, yeah. maybe I said it wrong. Maybe I said it wrong. But yeah, he he's still okay. going to be Spider Man. And he, he would be the one who is involved in all these other projects as Spider-Man okay, and as great. Peter Parker. Sounds good. Yeah, okay. that, that's that's how it would be. So okay. that's about it. So overall, uh, we got our, uh, so what's your favorite series? So we already know you'll watch the MCU Spider-Man, but what's your favorite series of the three?
1: Um. Okay, I will, let's see. That's a, that's a really good question. Okay, if I could make my own trilogy, and I know you didn't ask me this, I know I'm kind of bending the question, but if I could make my own trilogy, I would make The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew number one, Toby's Spider-Man part two as the sequel, and something is telling me this Spider-Man far far from home is going to be just awesome. So that that would be my trilogy. I would borrow one from each of them. So Andrews' amazing Spider-Man would, would would be the opening movie. Toby and versus Doc Ock in Spider-Man Two, and and the third film in the trilogy would
0: be Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay, all right, cool, cool. That might be a great viewing order, right? Like to go watch those and then go to the movie theater this weekend and see Far From Home. I think yeah. that's that's pretty solid. I think that's that's pretty solid. Not. I, I'm going to say this, and I, I, I hear the, the fires lighting and the pitchforks coming out already.
1: Uh oh, okay. Brace is my
0: favorite series uh, because I built up the Sam Raimi tra- trilogy, right? I built it up. I built it up. Right. I, right. I really did. But that third Spider Man movie and some of the stuff that happened, not just Venom, right? But him dancing down the street and him smacking Mary Jane. Because That's I right didn't down. forget that. I remember sitting in the theater like, whoa. Like, even, yeah. you know, I know it was an accident. But I was yeah. like, whoa, man. All right. That was that was horrible. Who who writes that in the script? You know. Uh, but as far as my favorite so far, I'm going to go with the MCU, Tom Holland Spider-Man. Oh, for uh, real? Yep. I, I told you this is going to be out of left field. Okay. Just, yeah. Okay. Just because it's different. It we is different.
1: You have vote for him then. Okay. He,
0: yeah, I I, I um <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of Flash Thompson, but I think it modernizes Spider Man just enough to make it acceptable to old fans and new fans alike. Yeah. And that that to me is the main thing. I enjoy watching it with my kids. I don't have to explain too too much. Uh just a li- just a little bit and they get it and they enjoy it and it's fun. Those movies sure. are pretty fun, you know, because he's young, they're dumb. They do dumb stuff. Yeah. Basically. They remind, yeah, they remind me of me when I was in high school, doing dumb stuff every now and then. So, Except for like the
1: whole getting bit by the radioactive radio spider part. Yeah, we well, we haven't seen that, that part of yet, right? Yeah. So that, well, that, well, that's true. That's kind, of, kind of allude to it.
0: Good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we haven't gotten there. But you know what? If there was one movie I would say trumps them all, one movie, one Spider-Man movie that is better than all of them. Spider-Man Two. Nope. 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 oh. Nope. I give you one more guess. You want to guess it one more time for the, okay. for the for the million dollar prize? Here you guess
1: for the for the million dollar prize. If It's yeah. not Spider-Man Two. Um, this, this, this
0: is going to be out of, another one late way I left you.
1: Okay, the Amazing Spider-Man.
0: Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I, I kind of cheated here, so I'll tell you what it is. Okay. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, that wasn't
0: one we, we've discussed. Okay. <laughs> we okay. didn't. We, did, we were trying to stay live action. Yeah. Honestly, I can watch that Spider-Man movie over, and, and I know it's a cartoon, yeah. but it is way better than anything else we have gotten on screen. It is way better. I, it
1: means a little love, but I can't give it that much love. I thought uh, it was good, I, but I wouldn't <laughs> put it ahead a, a, a of Spider-Man 2 or Amazing Spider-Man. I thought it was a good movie, though. Uh,
0: look, I yeah. can watch that movie over okay. and over again. Now, don't get me wrong. Spider-Man 2, I have all the live action. That's my movie. But it's some cheesy things that happen when you watch it over again, you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, oh, that's true. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I've watched Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse so many times. Okay. So amazing. And it's good every single time. It does not get old. And I was just like, wow, this is this. I remember going to the theater with my family going to see it. And I right. was kind of like, ah, do I want to see this? Like, You know, I remember my my wife, he was saying, like, it's Spider-Man. I was like, yeah, but, you know, it's a cartoon. Is this going to be cheesy? And I had to admit, I was totally wrong. I was like, this is amazing. It was literally like a comic book come to life. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is exactly what I want to see. So I'm looking forward to the second one. They just released a trailer as well. (laughs) But uh, that's probably my favorite, all in all. But man, we are way over time, as normal. As normal, um, definitely. Yeah. You know, hopefully, we help somebody with their long commute. Exactly. Or, uh, yeah. You, you know, you know, we help them jog or on treadmill, or they in the gym, do 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 one more lap for us, because. Exactly. Uh, I ain't doing uh, it right now, but uh, exactly. <laughs> Maybe, yeah,
1: you know, it uh, could be somebody at work, and they had to get that, that last hour and twenty minutes out of the way before they can go home. So, yeah, <laughs> hope it <laughs> helps. <laughs> I definitely hope it helped.
0: We're glad to be your concierge of oh, yeah. uh, getting out of work. That's what we're glad definitely. to do. We're we just like Burger King. We we do it you guys' way. We're here just for oh, you. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs>
1: exactly. Do it your way.
0: Uh, so uh. I, we usually do what's uh what's on your shelf right here but we both know we're going to see Spider-Man at some point this weekend
1: Spider-Man's on my shelf definitely or 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 that trip is definitely definitely on my to-do list slash yeah. on my shelf
0: yeah so uh let's do this let's okay. let's let's follow back and let's get let's do a review for our next episode of Spider-Man sounds great that's a good one and point. uh get it in for next week's episode uh, we'll give everyone a couple of days to, uh, to to watch it, and we'll have a, a review by next Wednesday. You sa- okay. Sound good to you? Sounds All great. Right. Sounds great. All right. Great awesome. Plan. Awesome. Awesome, man. Oh, also, did you finish Invasion?
1: Yes, I finished Invasion. I liked it. Um, it's a great series. I have to admit there were a few times that it was a slow burn, and I'm thinking this would be even better if it would speed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, but then it would speed up and they, they you know, the, uh, the, the action is kind of sparse. I would have liked to see the plot progress a little faster, but not to mm-hmm. spoil the thing for people who might not have seen that last episode. I just say there's something in there that lets you know that a season two is on the way.
0: Mm-hmm. They probably
1: already are now season two anyway, but there's something pivotal that lets you know there is a season two hopefully the action goes a little quicker and yeah. Yeah. I liked invasion. It was a great series.
0: It was, it was was a very um, good series. Yeah. I'm glad you finished. We're going to have to do an episode on that too. So family, if you sport, Mill family, if you have not watched uh, invasion, we recommend you do so. It's on Apple plus. Uh, It's actually a good watch. Uh, some of the characters around uh, some of the later episodes, I'm like, you know, I'm yelling at TV. What Because that's how you know you're invested when you yell at the TV. Oh uh, yeah. If you're not invested, you just turn it off and you never watch it again. But when you're invested, yeah. when a character does something dumb or stupid, you say, What are you doing? What are you doing? And you ha- you carry on that conversation. That, that's what you do. So pretty you know, much, I, pretty much. It, it was a lot of me yelling at the TV, throwing up my hands, you know, it, you know, yeah. just like someone cuts you off in traffic. uh But <laughs> regardless of that, I'm Even glad you had
1: disagreements with him too. I'm like, yeah, I mean, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that. like that's dumb. That's, that's that's definitely dumb. And yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm uh, kind of hoping. For a little bit more from the sheriff in the next season, they showed the sheriff in the first episode, and he did not come back anymore. I'm like, okay, I thought he was going to be one of the major players, but no. yeah. You
0: yeah. know what that remind me of? Remember, uh, it's an old movie, Executive Decision, with Steven Seagal.
1: Exactly, yeah,
0: yeah. You remember that? He dies uh-huh. like within the first five minutes. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: And and uh, you know, you would you would think. Like, you, like if you at the movie theater and you're seeing the poster and they got all the actors around the poster, you would figure Steven Seagal would probably be the biggest name on there. Well, I mean, Kurt Russell is in it and so is Halle Berry, but yeah, but Steven Seagal for an action movie, you would figure, yeah, this is a Steven Seagal movie with the famous ponytail. Nope. But, uh, uh, he just kind of, I mean, it was almost as, as quick as as quick as sam jackson and uh kill bill when he just shows up to play the piano for the wedding and then that was it (laughs) i Uh, thought you
0: now see i thought you were going a different direction there i thought you were gonna say sam jackson and uh deep blue sea yeah deep blue sea after that epic
1: speech yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was an outstanding speech up until up until
0: yeah we're gonna survive we're gonna (laughs) work together we're gonna oh my god and it just it just kills them so that's how it goes but man it has been another excellent episode Big Mike oh yeah everything is awesome it is a pleasure as always and Spoil Mill family if you'd like to reach us you can reach us Spoiled Milk Web 01 at Gmail or Spoiled Milk Web on Twitter or just look up Spoiled Milk on Facebook. We'd like to know what your opinions are. What's your favorite Spider Man movie? Who's your favorite Spider Man? Who's your favorite Peter Parker? Who's your favorite love interest in the Spider Man movie? Uh, do you agree with me, maybe, Or do you disagree with me? Maybe I'm a fool. And maybe Spider-Man <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse isn't the best Spider-Man movie. You know, let us know. Drop us a line. And we'll be sure to give you guys a shout out. Uh, but until next time, thank you for enjoying the Sport Milk channel. I'm DJ and my co-host. And I'm Big Mike.
1: Thanks a lot for coming through. Thanks a lot for the for the subscription. Thanks a lot for the likes. Thanks a lot for your comments. Thanks a lot for being Lawyer fans, and until next time, see you, spoiled Milk family.